Isaiah 60. International day. International night. Let's read from verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you. Let him do that right now. And his glory will be seen upon you. Verse 3, the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant. And your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the sea of humanity shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles and the lost nations of the earth shall come to you. This sermon is called Arise and Shine. Father, we ask one thing this, uh, this morning and we come into agreement. You cause us to arise and shine for your glory in Jesus' name. If you agree with that prayer, say amen. Keep your Bible open. Look at verse 2. I need to talk to you about darkness. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, and immediately you do not need to be a scholar to get the feeling. Attention, members and guests. Can the owner of a register... 22AH. Please come up. I repeat, to members and guests, can the owner of our tea, Rego number 22AH, please come up to reception? Thank you. Thank you. No need to be a rocket scientist to read that scripture and think to yourself, maybe darkness isn't that good. Listen to these verses. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They walk in the paths of darkness. They love the darkness. Cast the wicked into outer darkness. The land of darkness, the shadow of death. A land as dark as darkness itself, as the shadow of death without any order, where even the light is like darkness. Yeah, I think darkness in the Bible is bad. Anyone agree? Think of the effect of darkness in general. Think of the effect of darkness in life. Think of the effect of darkness in your life. And realize this morning that darkness is one of the most influential elements in life. If we could shut light out of this room right now, completely shut all light out of this room, I want to tell you, it would change everything in this room. Some of you would go, huh. Some of you cannot handle darkness. Not for a second, a minute. Some of you cannot sleep with the door closed and the light off. 
Because darkness is one of the most influential elements in life. Unsaved, there are things we would never do in the daylight, but in the dark of night. Amen? But saved, let me ask you, does the dark night lower your daylight standards? Answer that to the Holy Ghost. Because darkness has levels. Because darkness is not only physical. Darkness is not only emotional. It is not only psychological. Darkness is spiritual, church. Some of you know my testimony. I used to be deeply involved in witchcraft, in sorcery, in spiritualism, black magic, all kinds of devilry and evil. Can I tell you something? It was never practiced in the light of day. It always was in the dark of night. Pastor Staples mentioned a guy that everyone was in awe of because of the witchcraft and the sorcery. Listen, no one was in awe of me except me. Verse 2, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. How can you be in the same room and when the light's on, you're fearless, and when the light's off, you're completely terrified because darkness is spiritual. About the only thing darkness is good for, that's right, is sleep. Right? So, what do you do at night? How late do you stay up? And what are you doing? Because the Holy Ghost is speaking to some people here right now. Ooh, that got me. Ah. What do you do? And what Proverbs 7 describes as the black and dark night that you know ain't right that you do out of sight that you know is a blight oh that you don't want to fight stop i gotta stop i ain't got much time i'm 15 i'm 16 minutes in man come on let the holy spirit speak to you now ask yourself and be honest with yourself and god what do i do Besides sleep, the darker night. And if God's convicting you, listen, friend, don't, don't wait till Pastor Tory's sermon. You need to repent now. If God's getting you now, repent now. Respond now. And there may be people sitting here and you want to sleep. You do all you can to sleep, but you can't sleep. You are under the attack of insomnia, you're under some kind of sat satanic, demonic, psychological attack in your sleep. Listen, get your miracle right now. Amen? And so what I want to do is I want to pray for both those who can't sleep and those who won't sleep so that we can hide the dodgy people with the innocence. But if you need to repent because of what you do at night instead of sleep, or you want to sleep and you can't, I want you to stand right now. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Anyone here who has trouble sleeping, God bless you. Thank you.
God bless you. God's convicting you, stand right now. Get that right, get clean. If you need a miracle in the area of sleep, stand right now. I want all of us to join with these people and pray and support. And everyone say these words. Father, we repent of all unrighteousness at night. Okay, everyone pause. And those of you who need to get specific, you be specific right now. No one can hear No one's listening, but you tell God, God, forgive me. It's porno. God, forgive me. It's social media. God, forgive me. It's gaming. God, forgive me. It's two o'clock in the morning. Text it. It's whatever it is. Tell him. Confess it to him right now. He loves you. He loves you, but he needs to set you free. Okay, everyone in this room say these words. We come against every attack against our sleep. We break the power of hell, insomnia, sleeplessness, restlessness. Your power is broken now, and we claim sweet, deep sleep tonight. Say it. Bit of a tongue twister. The peace of God when we lay down to rest. It belongs to us. We're taking it. We thank you in Jesus' name. You can take your seats. God bless you. I prayed that prayer all over the world. Some people have missed work the next day. And they didn't care because they've lived months and years of never having a single night of rest. God wants to give you that miracle. Get your testimony to me. Amen. Okay. Darkness shall cover the earth, deep darkness the people. That is not a local problem. That's not a regional problem. That is a global problem, amen? That's the challenge of world evangelism because the only solution for darkness is light. Does anyone agree with me? Let me talk to you secondly about light. The only solution for darkness is light, but the problem is that there are different types of light. Think about the problem being darkness, and we are going to try bring the solution of red light. Ever heard of the red light district? Every single town and city I've ever preached in has a red light district because the red light is a representation of filth and perversion. Amen. It's the seedy part of town. And a red light is no solution for darkness. Amen. There is black light. UV light. You remember the clubs? You remember the white under the UV light? Right? Scientists say that black light, UV light, emits almost no visible light source and it is no solution for darkness then we have blue light i'm talking about device light talking about screen light i read a harvard university study that just lists one 
health problem after another. The blue light is killing you. And a blue light, the device light, the screen light, is no solution for darkness. Verse 1, take a look in your Bible. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you because Jesus is the risen light, because Jesus is the risen Lord. And he is the light. The only solution for darkness is the light of Jesus Christ. John 1 verse 4, in Jesus was life. And his life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. How long did some of us hold out on that convicting light that was shining on the darkness of our heart? My parents got saved when I was 14 years old. They began to intercede for my soul and watched me at the age of 14 begin a daily addiction to drink and drugs. They witnessed to me for two years. I turned 16. I became the lead singer of a professional working band, started living that horrible, perverted, uh, uh, proud, arrogant lifestyle, and they wouldn't give up. Watch me get worse and worse and go deeper and deeper into darkness. But you know what? The light of Jesus Christ refuses to stop shining on the lost, and you have loved ones. I've been praying for them for two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve 15, 20 years. Don't give up because listen to me, if you hear nothing else in this sermon, Jesus is never giving up. He's never giving up. The only solution for the depth of last day's darkness is the shining light of Christ. And so we must arise and shine. The light of Jesus needs a lamp. It needs a vessel, Pastor Ruby, a carrier. Amen? Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Best illustration I can give of how you and I can arise and shine is the illustration of the first diver's watch that I had, the first waterproof watch I ever had, big clunky old thing. But what was so cool was that it was painted, all of the arms and the letters and the numbers and everything was painted with luminous paint. And if you know anything, if you're old enough, to know about luminous paint, it needed time in the light to shine in the dark. Oh, what a picture of us. We are the luminous painted lives of humanity, but can I tell you, we're not going to shine without time in Jesus Christ. Moses was in connection with God, was in communion with God, and he was luminous. His face shone so bright, they said, cover that thing up. You're going to make us blind with the light of God. Oh, what to God. We would go into the nations and people would go, cover up, man. It's too bright. 
That can happen if we spend enough time with him. And in him, can you say amen? Oh, Acts 4.13, how beautiful. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived, hey, they're uneducated. They're untrained men. And they marveled. And then they realized, oh, they had been with Jesus. No wonder that explains everything. Have you ever seen a new convert that actually shines? There's something about them. I've been preaching in Brisbane the last couple of uh, months, the last couple of trips, and I'm meeting these people. I'm telling you, they are beaming for Jesus Christ. The call is going out today for tonight. Arise and shine. Can you hear the call? Will you heed the call? The word arise, the Hebrew word is kum. It's an action word, literally means to stand, arise, to stand up, arise. The basic meaning is the physical act of rising up. It makes sense. It's self-explanatory, kum. But this Hebrew word has so many meanings and so many applications. All of them are actions because this week is about action. Can I tell you, church, we've got to be more than all talk and no action. Arise, kum. Listen to this. It means to show honor and respect. Think about a courtroom. The judge walks in. What does everyone do? All rise. That's kum right there. It's an, a respect and an honor for someone in authority. Isn't it true that at a certain point in our praise and worship of God that we stand in awe of him? Arise, kum. It means to move and recover. What a picture of sending couples out into the harvest field. They're on the move because they're going to recover souls for Jesus Christ. Kum. It means to belong. Oh, we arrive, we kum in the power of a local church. That's how we do. In rising in the power of a local church, we're also rising in the power of a, a global fellowship. Amen. But can I tell you, more than anything, we kum, we arise in the, in the universal body of Jesus Christ. We're part of the body of Christ, church. Kum. It also means to be valid. Because we don't go out unvalid, invalid, unvalidated. Amen. We go out with credentials. We go out with a testimony in a local assembly. We go out with order and decency in the home and in the marriage and with the children. We go out having uh, served in the local assembly and we go out valid and validated. Amen. Kum. It simply means to appear. Think about that. It, it means to turn up. It means to show up because we kum by actually going, right? The borns kum, they're actually in St. Clair. There's borns in New Zealand. There's Simax in New Zealand, amen? Kum, it means to, to be there. 
to turn out to show up. The Walshers are in Mauritius, the Maclean's are in Poland. This is interesting. The word kum, arise, it means to follow. And obviously we're following Jesus. But it doesn't just mean to follow Jesus, it also means to follow up. Let's get up and find them. And when we find them, let's keep on following them. Let's pursue them. Let's tail them. Let's tag them. And let's keep them. Kum, arise. Some of you will like this one. The word kum means to be hostile. Anyone like that? If you don't, listen, you've got to get hostile once in a while. Serious. It means to stand and fight. It means to stand in support because we support each other. Listen, I go all over Australia and one of the most glorious testimonies and feedbacks I get and encouragements I get is, oh, you guys in New South Wales, you're really tight. Yeah, that's cool. Because we arise and we are linked. And we're in this together, amen. Kum. It means to endure. Pastor Ruby quoted Proverbs 24, 16. A righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. I looked at the word rise in Proverbs 24, verse 16. You wouldn't believe it. Kum. Because it means to endure means to go down and get back up. It means to keep fighting. You know what else it means? It means to endure. It means to stay and not go somewhere else out of the will of God. Amen, Pastor G. He preached that. Kum, arise, it means to replace. Because there are times where we are going to have to rise up and fill the gap. Amen. Some of you are going to plant people tonight, tomorrow night, and others of you are going to have to stand in their stead and in their place and rise to the next level of ownership and responsibility and ministry. Not wait for someone else to do it. Amen. Some people are going to come back and they're going to have to be replaced. Because we're not here to just put people out and bring people back and shut every single thing we put out down. Someone needs to agree with me right now. You know what? Sometimes someone's got to go and continue. Kum. So many meanings. I don't have time to go through all of the richness of this single word, arise. But we've got to arise. So I want you to think about the topic. I want you to think about reaching the world for Jesus. Consider that. Winning souls. And now, listen to these. I'll briefly go through some of the other meanings of this word. To arise, to come. It means to establish and to strengthen. That's a week of conference. It means to fulfill and to perform because come means tonight and tomorrow night. It means to provide, because that's the offering we're going to take tonight. It means to rouse and revive. You wouldn't believe it, but kum actually means to send your evangelists to overseas revivals. What a revelation. 
It means to keep one's word because kum means if you said you'd go, then go. Let me just let that one marinate. It means to appoint because kum means to lay hands and ordain, to equip and empower and release our church. The last meaning that I want to mention today is that kum means to be victorious because Jesus is coming back and he's going to find us in the field laboring and harvesting souls. Can someone give him some praise right now? Can someone lift up his name right now? Oh, we're victorious in Jesus. Call me crazy, but it sounds like the word kum means conference. Because if we were kum, a rising Christ, oh, we will definitely shine. Only one problem. Can't shine in the light. I get that luminous diver's watch. I put the torch up against it. I'd be in the light. No difference. No effect. Oh, but when I turn the light off, close the door, and and shut the blind, that thing lit up the whole room because we can't shine in the light. We must go to the darkness. This is the promise. Listen to me. This is the prophecy of God. If we will go tonight through the three-day fast, All the way through, God kept telling me, arise and shine, arise and shine. This is a prophetic word for this conference. Read along with me. The Gentiles, the unsaved nations of the world shall come to your light. Oh, we've got to arise and shine, church. Kings shall come to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see now. They all gather together. They come to you. Spiritual sons shall come from afar. New convert daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant. The word here is not shine. The word here is neha. It means to beam, to glow. It means to blaze. Did you use to blaze? Oh, this used to blaze in darkness. I get high in the Holy Ghost now. I'm high right now. I'm blazing. I'm blazing for Jesus. Some of you know me. Look at what it says next. And your heart shall burst with joy because the abundance of the sea of humanity shall be turned to you. The true wealth of lost lives shall come to you. Church, do you agree with me? It is time to arise and shine. Christ is in us. We've got to let him come out of us. I was recently in a pioneer work. Church had been open six months. And on Sunday morning, 30 people on a Sunday morning, converts there blazing, shining. And through that week, the pastor takes me to a building, gets the keys, opens the door and said, God gave us this building. It's awesome. It was a one-minute walk from the hotel room to the building in town. Mm. 
it's 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 there's space there's there's facility there's location it's it's awesome i'm inside the i'm rejoicing he's rejoicing we're rejoicing we walk outside and the pastor leaves and i'm standing there and suddenly this unusual wave of absolute anger came over me church i mean i was just triggered all of a sudden and i was triggered about a certain congregation that I've been praying for, for a miracle building like this. And I started going, God, what's up with this? I started getting in God's face with as much due respect as I could have as I was getting ticked. And you would think, man, my son Ben and my daughter Dell, the Liverpool Church in Revival, you would think that I'd be ticked about their situation. You would think after years I've been praying for Pastor Peter Field and the Strathpine Church, God, come on, specifically, thousand square meters, he told me to pray, I've been praying. It wasn't Pastor Bear wasn't there. My own pastor, Pastor Walsh, been paying this rent for 10, 11 years ongoing. It wasn't any of those churches. Pastor Darren, where are you? Is he here? Pastor Darren Munzone, is he here? No. That's a fizzer. You can tell him later. Listen to me. I tried to change the channel, man. I'm like, no, nah, Liverpool. Uh, Compara. Uh, Newey. Strathmore. No. Nah. This indignation rose up. God, what, what's going on? Give Pastor Darren and the Hurstfield Church a miracle building. Are you people of Hurstfield, man, I wish, I wish to God that I could tell you right now that a man in a suit with a bald head and glasses is going to take your pastor to a property right there on Stony Creek Road. That he's going to say it only costs this much. You move in, plug and play, revival. I wish to God I could say that, but I can't because the only word that I have that is for your pastor, and you can tell him, but it's also for you, Hurstville Saints, is that you need to be like the neighbor at midnight. Not give me bread. Give me my building. That you need to be like that persistent widow. Judge, I'm going nowhere. I'll stalk you, sucker. Yeah, I'll harass you. Give me my building. Hurstville Saints, you need to be, Pastor Munzer, you need to be like that Greek Mum with a demon-possessed daughter. God in Jesus' face. Refused to take no for an answer. Oi, my daughter's demon-possessed. Yeah, guess what? My, my landlord's demon-possessed. And I asked Pastor Moncton. He's demon, he's, rah. Pray, ask, do not give up, be indignant. Get that building and give God the glory. And you know what? Maybe that's not just a word for Pastor Manzone. Maybe you need a building and you kind of, sometimes you are indignant and then you back off, you get discouraged, whatever. You know what? God's got miracle buildings. After all, doesn't he own all the real estate? And there may be other things that, that, that are factors in you not being able to get that building. But you know what? Let's steamroll everything we can. 
get our building and have revival and go home to be with Jesus. Pastor Ben is going to come tell you some announcements, invite you to donut break. Let's give God the praise. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.